Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 167 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. We have been a beehive of activity over here. Pre-ordered books for The Hard Truth, my first book, are out the door and being shipped, showing up, actually. Thanks for posting those on Instagram when you're showing, when those books are showing up to your houses. I appreciate it. I'd love to see what sections people are most psyched on, what's, you know, kind of hitting people in their face or what people are relating with. Um, Post those up. Let me know. And if you haven't ordered yet, you can at powercompanyclimbing.com slash the dash hard dash truth or just click on that shop button. I'm going to keep this intro very short because we've got three questions from our community members on our Facebook group. And the questions are back to normal climbing. We're not going to be talking about about lockdown-specific things this week. Um, These are going to be mostly tactical, um, some training question, and we're just going to be digging into this thing that we all care so damn much about or else she wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But first, I want to give a big shout out to all of our friends and family, the whole crew over there in Chattanooga. A tornado just went through. A lot of people are without power. I hope you're all staying safe and that everybody is getting everything figured out. And big shout out to our dude Paul Morley, who's over there um, picking up generators, taking them to people who need them. And mostly just making a damned difference because that's what that dude does and we appreciate so much that he's on our team so all of you over there in chattanooga please stay safe hope you all are good hope you all are good and i hope that if you need it if it's a good time for it that this episode can take your mind off of things a little bit. So let's just get into it here. First question. And this one comes from Daniel Murdoch. He basically asks, when do you keep grinding on a route versus deciding you need to train for it to get stronger, to get better? Um, and really this is kind of an unanswerable question. Um, I'm going to do my best here, but it really is a case by case basis. And it, a lot of it has to do with your psych level and your mindset and how your mindset is changing while you're working on this route. Now, 
I think that projecting a route and really digging in and putting in the time, even on days when you're not making progress, is a really valuable thing. And we'll get into that a little later in this episode. But something that really matters as to whether you're going to see this thing through or not is where your psych levels and your mindset have gone while you're working on this route. If, you, if, if it looks to your friends like you're just banging your head against the wall, but you're still psyched, then by all means, continue. There might be a breakthrough just you know, on your next session. However, if your mindset has gone downhill, if you're feeling like you're in the doldrums, you're, you know, I've banged my head against this wall for long enough, I'm sick of this route, I just don't want to climb on it anymore, I'm just punching the clock and going through the motions, then maybe it's time to give it a break. And training some really specific things might be super helpful. It might help you get psyched again if you can see some gains in your training that you can take outside that are specific to that route, then your psych's going to go through the roof again. And, you know, another part of this is, do you even know for sure what you need yet? And how seasoned are you on, on projects, on projecting in general? I've seen a lot of people get on a route, spend a day, maybe two days, three days, projecting, and I'm air quoting here, um, projecting a route, and then feeling like it's done, I can't do it, I'm moving on. And that just shows me that those people haven't, haven't been in the game of projecting. They aren't a veteran yet. They're brand new to this. Because anyone who's projected over a long period of time knows that a route can go from feeling impossible. You can't even do all the moves to being able to send the route and it feels easy when you do it within a season, um, sometimes shorter. So you have to ask yourself, where am I in this process yet? And, and do I know what I need? If I were to quit on this route right now and go into the training room, what would I train? Do I know the specifics that I'm missing here? Or is it just a knee-jerk reaction? I got pumped, so I need more endurance. That may not be the answer. Maybe you suck at crimps, and there's a, a six-foot section of hard crimping right before you're pumping out. So maybe it's not endurance you need at all. Maybe it's more crimp strength or slightly more crimp power endurance. But if you go to that knee-jerk reaction and just go train that thing, oftentimes you're not going to show up any better prepared than you did this time. So I would recommend spending the time to make sure that you know what it is, exactly what it is that you're missing. Is it something physical? Is it something psychological? Is it something tactical? All of those things matter. And you can spend time working and training on all of those things, but you have to know what it is. Otherwise, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. You're going to take up all of your time training random things, and it may not be helping you at all. And the last thing I would, I would say on this topic about whether to keep grinding on a route or you know, head into the training room to get better for it is how's the route affecting your life and your other climbing? Um, if it's become this 
you know, this obsession that's affecting your relationships or your job or something like that. And some of you may laugh at this, but it's, it's a real thing that people get totally obsessed over these projects for years on end. And, and it can really affect what's going on in the rest of their life. And if that's the case, and this is going to end up being a, a negative for you, then maybe it's time to pack it up and, you know, come back to it at a later date. You also have to consider what it's doing to the rest of your climbing and, and what your rest of your season or your climbing career or your trip or whatever look like in the grand scheme of things. Because if you're only getting stronger for this one project, whether it's route or boulder or whatever, and you're not climbing on anything else, then what happens when this project is done? Are you just moving to another five-year project or do you want to climb other things? It might be better for you to to diversify a little bit and improve on other levels as well. You know, if you're only psyched on this project, if it's the only thing you want to do, then by all means, continue on it. That's totally a personal decision and, and 100% up to you. So Daniel, I hope that in some way I answered this question or at least gave you some things to think about next time you're hanging on the rope, facing down this link you haven't made yet and wondering to yourself, should I even be up here or am I just not good enough yet and I need to go back and train? There's a lot of factors involved. So ask yourself those questions, see where you stand Understand if you know exactly what it is you need to work on and make your decision based on those things. All right, next up is a question from a member of our community who's been really active lately, and I really appreciate all the good questions and all the digging in that he does. Um, This one comes from Doug Bunce, and he's asking about what I've learned about training in my 40s and how was it different from what I did in my 20s, what I did in my 30s? Are there things that I've changed, things that I do differently? Um, maybe even things I wouldn't I wouldn't do if I had it to do over. And again, this is, you know, like every climbing question that there is, especially a training related, it all sort of depends, but I can definitely give you my situation, though I may not be the best person to answer this question because I've done the whole damn thing backwards. I, I was pretty much invested as a trad climber through most of my 20s, and then I became a sport climber in my 30s, and now in my 40s, I'm mostly focused on bouldering. So it's kind of going backwards for me, and I'm essentially just trying to buck the trend of this endurance retirement home that all of the old people fall into. Um, I use the word old there very, very loosely. Um, But I've seen so much rhetoric online about you're going to lose all your power after you turn 40 and it's, you're better off just training endurance and you're just going to hurt yourself if you're hangboarding or if you're if you're going bouldering and to be perfectly blunt it's bullshit it's all absolute bullshit 
what really matters is what you're prepared for and how you approach it. Um, I'm, I'm here to tell you that you can absolutely gain more power when you're 40 years old. You can absolutely become a better powerful climber when you're 40 years old. And it doesn't have to be just this endurance game when you're an older climber. Um, there are some things I've changed, you know, in my twenties and thirties, I was still doing a lot of training, but I was training a lot of different things at once. And that worked for me. I was making steady gains by, by working on a lot of different aspects of my climbing. And as I've gotten older through my late thirties into my mid forties, I've noticed that if I'm not really specifically focused on something in one session, then I'm not seeing the same sort of gains that I used to. So I really have to get focused. And that means shorter sessions because I'm, you know, I'm pretty much just to lay out a bouldering session for you. I'll go in, I'll warm up. Once I'm feeling good and warmed up, I'll spend 30 minutes on my project. Right now, they're usually crimp projects. I'll spend 30 minutes on that, and then I'm done. You know, these sessions are an hour of warm-up and 30 minutes of trying something hard with lots of rest in between. I might try eight times total, and, you know, then I'm then I'm done. But I'm fully recovered by the next session, and I can repeat that. When I was in my 20s and 30s, I could climb on small edges and then I could switch to slopers and then I could switch to some endurance climbing and I could do these three hour long, four hour long marathon sessions working hard all the time and still recover in a couple of days. I just can't do that anymore. That would hobble me for a week. So I think patience is the the key there. Um, knowing that the gains will come and that I'm a smarter climber, and I don't have to try to get it all right now. You know, I think that was a mistake I made with my training previously. You know, the past you know, 10 years ago, the mistake I was making is that I was trying to get it all done right away. Now I know I don't have to. Um, you know, that said, you still do have to be more tactical, or I do anyway. This is my experience. I have to be more tactical and measured in my approach to both my training and my performance time. Um, a, I have far more responsibilities than I did in my 20s. Um, so my time spent out climbing, what I'm going to do when I'm out there climbing, and my time in the gym has to be much more focused and, and it has to get done. You know, I can't, if I skip that session, it might be four days before I get another chance to because now my schedule's thrown completely off. And that's all a result of these responsibilities I've gained as an adult. And yes, I'm saying that if you're in your 20s, you're not an adult yet. Um, you know, feel about that however you want to. But the fact is, the things that I've learned about training in my 40s, to put it very short, is that, number one, don't be afraid of the rhetoric. The rhetoric. They're not correct. They're scared. Don't be scared 
to try to gain power, to try to gain strength, to try to become a more powerful climber. Ultimately, that's going to help you in every facet of your climbing. And if you do it in short focus sessions, it can work really, really well. Um, In both your training and your climbing outside, plan heavily, be very measured about it, and be very tactical with it. And otherwise, I don't think there's that much that I do differently than I would do for a, t- or than I would program for a 20 or 30 year old now. Hopefully, that helped answer a little bit of what you're asking, Doug. You know, I've seen what you're doing and the way that you're digging into your training, and I think you're on the right track for sure. So keep asking questions and keep getting after it. All right, I'm going to take a little break and then I will be back. What's up, everybody? Chris here. I'm not going to take up too much of your time, but I do want to let you know about my new book, The Hard Truth, Simple Ways to Become a Better Climber. It's a collection of 26 essays, no nonsense, meant to shine a light on those qualities that limit us the most as climbers, the qualities that are hard to measure, but simple to manage. Simple, that is, when they're backed with intention. The book was illustrated by my good friend, Brendan Leonard from semirad.com, who read every essay and put one of his amazing in-your-face charts along with each one. The Hard Truth will be widely available on May 14th, 514. No, that's not a coincidence. However, you can get your copy two to four weeks early by going to powercompanyclimbing.com, click on the shop tab, The Hard Truth, check out all the pre-order bonus items that we have, and get your order in. Until then, thanks for your support, and back to the show. And we are back. We've got our last question here. This one comes from Scott Becker, and this is a really great question. And something that I think a lot of people who haven't looked deeper into it would argue. And you're welcome to do that. But you'd be wrong. Scott's question is, if Second Try Sins... And if you haven't heard our Second Try Send episode, you should check that out. If Second Try Sends can help your long-term projects, can long-term projects help you send things faster? Um, Scott can only get on one project or get on a project once per week. So 15 tries even turns out to be half a season for him. So is it worth projecting for half a season? Will that help him send other things faster. And, you know, I hear this argument a lot from people who are like, I only do things that I can do in three tries because I want to do more things. And I'm like, fine, you're eventually going to run out of five nines to do. If you learn to project, I definitely believe that your overall grade, even the things that you're doing first, second, third try can grow. And there's a, there's a reason for that. The biggest reason, I think, is you learn better awareness. Projecting is largely the art of awareness and subtlety combined with hundreds and hundreds of decisions about position, effort, tactics, partners, all the things, what you're eating, how you're sleeping, 
so many things and decisions about things go into a really, really difficult project. And your awareness has to be at a really high level. And the more you project, the more aware you get. If you watch someone like a Jonathan Segrist work on a project, what happens is he makes hundreds of decisions very, very quickly. He's very aware of these subtleties that work for making a move, but might not work in the grand scheme of things. If he gets there at this specific level of fatigue, that may not work for that move, and he's aware of that. So if it were on a boulder, yeah, he'd do it that way, and he could do it 100% of the time. But he doesn't have to climb into it 15 times and fall off to understand that because he's spent so much time projecting that he's already aware of what small things need to happen in order to make things work for him. And I think that's a a step that a lot of people are skipping over. They we hear so much from you know articles that are written or podcasts or whatever about and I, you know I've said it I'm guilty of it that projecting makes you stronger for the project weaker for everything else and physically this may be true in in some senses but it's certainly not true for your level of awareness and your decision making skills and your tactical skills those things are all getting heightened and increased the more time that you spend really engaged in a project. Now, I'm not talking about just being going up there and going through the motions. You know, like I mentioned in the first question on this episode, if your psych level has has waned, if if you're just up there punching the clock and that's it, then then maybe you're not going in with the level of intention that you need to gain the same sort of awareness that projecting can bring. You know, if you ask anybody, um, any, any seasoned climber to describe Dave Graham or Jonathan Segrist um, or Bill Ramsey, they're going to somewhere in that description use the words project master or something to that effect because it really is a skill it's a it's an amazing skill to have to be able to a put the time in and the dedication required and b to heighten your awareness and your decision making to this point where you can you can do the most difficult things for you physically in these situations and if you can heighten those things and then drop the level down to you know four number grades below or something to that effect or four letter grades below sorry then then those ascents are going to happen much much faster i've seen it happen time and time again with clients with partners with friends and I'm 100% positive, so if you want to argue, that's fine. You're entirely welcome to keep just on-siding, just doing your second try ascents. But I can damn near guarantee you that you're not approaching your physical limits even sort of close because you haven't 
gained the awareness, the decision making, the tactics required to allow it. All right, that's all I got for today. Keeping them short for now. We've got a lot of work going on over here. So check out the book, check out the blog, check out the YouTube. We've got some cool things coming. You guys know where to find us. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I think we're still on Pinterest, honestly. I have no idea. At Power Company Climbing. And you can probably find all sorts of things about us on Twitter. You can go on Twitter and argue about whether you should be projecting or not. I'm totally fine with that. I'm not going to see it because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time to build.